Thank you, Jonathan, for asking me to speak. My name is Valerie. And I'm, you know, I'm kind of going to break uh, the format a little bit because, you know, I, I, I listen to my inner self on, on how to share my higher self. And what I really felt inspired to is actually going to be kind of an amalgamation of sharing my step work, um, which I did. I have, I've been doing the steps through the yellow book. So a lot of that comes from the big red, it all comes from the big red book. So I just, I'm just going to share my story and uh, forgive me if it's not reading a passage and then sharing on it. Um, but the tools that I felt, you know, the ping to share on, it actually comes from the tool bag. I forgot that this little pamphlet existed. Um, and those tools are the steps and reading and writing. Let me tell you something about reading and writing. When I first got into this program, December of 2019, I went to the store, got this binder, and there's Tony A's 12 steps, the solution, you know, meeting list. There's so much juicy goodness in here. And uh, the tool of writing, well, when I'm writing my step work, I, it reveals things that were uh, dormant, that were hidden for me. So I'm just gonna dive in. So the first thing I want to share, and my story will come out through this, and by the way, the thing that prompted me to come to uh, ACA, and I come from several other 12-step programs, was my family was visiting, and there was this, this fight that broke out that had to do with a family secret that I didn't even know. And then the shit hit the fan and I, you know, was like, I, I, I need to hightail it to an AC meeting. And that's exactly what I did. So I worked the steps with the 12th fellow traveler. I'm currently on step 10 and in my step seven summary, which I actually needed to rewrite for myself. I needed to write, rewrite different passages, um, in the, in the big red book, in the yellow book to apply to my situation. And so here is my step seven summary. In the first step, we admitted our powerlessness over the effects of family dysfunction. That powerlessness includes the development of our survival traits that blocked us from a meaningful relationship with our higher power. Speaking of survival traits and laundry lists, I'm gonna break a little bit. So I found that I identified more so with the other laundry lists than the laundry list. And there's this amazing document called the ACA Laundry Lists Framework. And it lists a laundry list with its corresponding other laundry list trait and then flip sides. And so the, 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 the trait three of the other laundry list, we frighten people with, I'm going to put it in the eye. I have frightened people with my anger and threat of belittling criticism. And the flip side of that is with our renewed sense of self-worth and self-esteem, we realize it is no longer to protect ourselves by intimidating others with contempt, ridicule, and anger. That intimidation thing, that's really, that's how this thing manifested for me a lot. I saw my mom as the, you know, the, the untreated Al-Anon and my dad was, the, was the, the perpetrator. And I didn't turn into a doormat. I didn't turn into a people pleaser. Um, there's like, you know, I relate to little aspects of it, but I turned into, you know, my dad in some respects not to the full extent of him, but the sense of I'm going to put you in your place before you ever have a chance to, 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 to hurt me. 
And even if you look nice, I'm still going to put you in your place. <clears throat> so back to my, my step seven rewrite. The traits also cause me to create, recreate isolation into my social and professional endeavors as adults. That's another thing with me is, you know, there's this section in step nine that talks about um, sexual compulsivity. And I needed to do a rewrite of that for myself because how this thing showed up manifested within me <clears throat> was a sexual anorexia, sexual, social, emotional anorexia. And so it's like, yes, problem, problem, problem. Here are the different problems. And the solution that I have found is through working the steps. I can't imagine where I'm at today without having worked, been working the steps. Um, and a specific incident. So this step work has allowed me to look at this disease that had been handed down from my one, you know, one generation of my family to the other, to the next, to the next, and then and and it showed up in me, right? And the step work is has allowed me to see, wow, you know, a this is not mine. B, I got to grieve. I got to grieve the first year of working the steps. Holy shit, was excruciating. Thank goodness I had outside um, somatic help with, you know, through this process, because it uncovered all those things that my inner child, my inner children, I don't have an inner child. I have a little six-year-old, um, a 13-year-old and a 16-year-old and 19 and, you know, so forth and so on. Um, Five minutes. Thank you. And this step work has allowed me to, to connect with each one of them, right? And, with the tool of the loving parent, um, there's so much, you know, I'm just going to pause for a second. There's so much I want to share. And I'm like, I'm a bit um, conscious of the time, but my take, you know, ultimately what I want to say is that this program, the grief work that I've been able to do that I've allowed myself to do the, the, the talking to myself in the ways that my parents didn't talk to me. I was one of those students who, um, I excelled in everything I did in sports, in um, music, um, went to really good schools, scored really high. And I came from that family. We emigrated here from another country. And it was just, you do this. It was very rigid. You do this, you did this, you do this. And also race was part of it. Race played a part of it. Um, I'm, very, I'm very aware that the standoffishness, the intimidation, that I had cultivated was also due to the fact that I'm a person of color and nobody is going to get one over on me. No way. I'm not going to be put into that corner. Not today. The problem is, is when that overprotection um, prevent, has prevented me from having the, the, the interpersonal, the love, the social experiences that I've wanted. And so, with this step work, I've been able to grieve, grieve the childhood, the teenagehood that I didn't have. I got to get mad. By the way, anger is an emotion that is not hard for me at all. I'm very tapped into my anger. Um, but I got to do it in a safe space and direct it towards the energy of dysfunction. 
It has allowed me to place boundaries with my family, particularly my parents, when, um, because I'm going through my grief work and I couldn't deal, I couldn't deal with the BS that they were, that they were throwing at me. And so I placed some very, um, very much needed boundaries with them. And I've gone, you know, months without talking to either one of them in different points. And there's this, there's this part in Tony A's 12 steps. It says uh, for step four, which is um, historically, it's made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. And Tony's A, Tony A's 12 step, Tony A is the founder, by the way, of ACA, for those who don't know, made a searching and fearless moral inventory. Oh, excuse me. We made a searching and blameless inventory of our parents because in essence, we had become them. That blameless part, that, that word blameless, I so appreciate. I so, so, so appreciate it because in that grief work, in, um, in seeing the wrongs and experiencing them, I got to also separate them from the dysfunction, separate them from the dis-ease because I'm very clear and, and mostly I'm talking about my, my father, although my mom, you know, she has done some lots of co-signing on dad's stuff. Um, but you know, in terms of like my dad looking at, okay, my dad, he himself is an adult child. And so with that recognition, there's a sense of compassion that comes that gets to come in so that I then can have a relationship, very healthy relationship today. This is not even a full year later. I went from almost to, this is a, a little over a full year later, you know, a little over a year ago, being pissed at my parents being, you know, caught in between my sibling and, and, and my dad, and I'm, mean, excuse me, my parents to today being able to be there when we've had some, some big deaths in the family. My father's mother passed, um, not that long ago. And my mom's sister passed, um, last week. And so because I've been able to first and foremost, take care of myself, you know, be gentle with myself and all the inner Valerie's. I've done that work. My parents are in their right place. Now I can show up and be there for them. Not in, and I'm not doing it from a space of um, owing anybody anything. It comes from a space of, you know, that's that socially anorectic part of me that's like, yeah, I'm too busy for any of that shit. I'm just going to go off and do my own thing. Well, I actually get to show up now. I get to show up in a way that feels right for me. I get to make space, carve space in my life for the people who I do care about. 10 minutes. Thank you. And so now I'm going to go back to some of these readings. There's so much here. I, I don't even know what to read next. So I'm... <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm just gonna talk a little bit more about that loving parent and inner child. There was this emotionally traumatic incident that happened when I was um, in fourth grade, which is about eight or nine years old. And um, it had to do with an instrument that I wanted to play, but because my parents had an idea of what they wanted me to be, I was forced to play this other instrument and 
the messages that I got around femininity, around sexuality, around money, around self-worth, from playing, wanting to play one instrument versus the other, right? That ended up impacting me for, you know, from fourth grade onward until this past year. Having that show up in my fourth step, sharing about this, you know, me, there's a, there's a, there's a whole section in the big red book that talks about the advantage of therapy, working therapy in tandem with ACA. And that's been my experience. Um, and I, I, I don't know how I'd be able to do either, <laughs> you know, without the other. And so, you know, I got to unpack the meanings that I had created about being forced to do one instrument and then creating an identity. There's that false self, right? That false identity of, yeah, I'm the big, tough, whatever, whatever, because I'm playing this big, badass instrument, but I, my inner self, my inner being, the, 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 the inner child V that actually loves humanity, but it's masked by this other self that's like, fuck humanity. I don't want to have anything to do with y'all motherfuckers. So it's not that I'm not a, you know, a strong person. I still am. And what my recovery is, you know, allowing me to do is to uncover, to, to peel off the layers of the onion so that more and more of that tenderness and that softness can come through. And I've got a fierce protector. So sometimes I'm going to revert back to, you know, walls up. But the thing is, I'm conscious and aware and there's a dialogue now happening between all the different parts of me. And so back to this whole instrument thing. Um, I was really, really bad. I was affected badly by this for a long time. Let's fast forward to I'm an adult now. I can choose to play or not play whatever the fuck I want. And so I ended up buying myself that original feminine um, instrument that had me, thank you, that had me connect, that has me connect to the gentler, softer, softer sides of me, which are all part, it's all a part of me, right? But I'm touching into that side a bit, you know, more and more. And so I got myself the instrument, but it wasn't just that. I actually, that instrument sat for about six, seven months before I actually touched it because I had some work to do around it to actually develop a relationship with this, with this thing that my inner child had wanted for so long. And so now I'm practicing that instrument. And I, I wish I had more time to just share more specific incidents and stories. And I'm sorry I didn't read from a specific passage um, but the thing is like, I grew up with do this, do that rules, rules, rules. And so, you know, following more of that, actually, what is my intuition actually? What is, what does she want to say? Like I had planned to, sh to, to share with you, you know, this is what I wrote about my sexual anorexia. And then there's this story over here on step six. And then let me talk about this, this, and this. And then when I actually sat with it, it's like, no, my spirit wants something else. My spirit wants something else to come out of this mouth. Mm -hmm. um, is that time? That's time? Okay. So I didn't say any, I said like a fraction of what I thought I was going to say, but I know it's what I wanted to say. And I trust that whoever was supposed to receive something from it did. And with that, I pass. Thank you for listening.